welcome to the asylum. Now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. Thank you, Mark LeMay. Rick Briggs here along with my partner, Rick Flieger, and we welcome you into the asylum right here on fakepigskin.com. Keep the questions coming. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff going on. Asylumfootball at gmail.com or at asylumfootball on Twitter, and uh, we will get to them. And Mr. Flieger, there's been a lot of injuries this I year. I don't. It's it's <laughs> insanity. It is pure insanity. I don't know if it's anom- an anomaly. I don't know if it's even more than it used to be. It certainly feels that way. I don't know. But just every week, big names going out. And, of course, we'll go through those here real quick. Uh, playing, I believe, Rick's got a new game. Rick bringing a game to the table today. We're going to preview preview next week, obviously. But no, new games next week. We're going to oh. sweep the country next week. So what are we doing this week? Well, we're going to do all kinds of things. Oh, we're, okay. we're doing. Uh, I said, we have the worst communication. I swear to God, I said, "Are we going to do that new game this week?" Well, no. You wanted to get the production done next week, and right. I said, "Oh, okay. So we're not going to do it." Well, right. yeah, we're just going to do it. Is it precisely what you said? No. Yes. No, that's not. That's not what we <laughs> said. I, I feel at like all. A, I, now I know how a broad feels. You, you, you never are, listen you to talk me. Like a broad. You, you have never no listen to me. You never listen to me. Okay, put yourself in my shoes. Would you? Yes. Certainly not. You wouldn't listen what to the dribble that comes out of your mouth. But I'm planning a show with a guy I have to yeah, begrudgingly sit across You said, are we going from... to do the show? And I said, no. I said, I want to <laughs> do the production next lie. week. That's, That's a... exactly what yes, I said. Yes, but I said, all right, well, I didn't prepare a game. We'll have to come well, up with something I... else. You said, no, no, we're just going to do it. Oh, That's exactly no. what you That's said. Not... That's not what I was referring to. Well, you didn't clarify. What were you referring to? I said, you know, it's okay. So we don't need a game. I've got the questions for you so i mean you know that that will be uh, you know it it is it's 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 amazing it's it's like um i I get it a two-year-old and a woman all rolled up in one with you except you got a flat head i'm starting to understand women a little better you never we probably shouldn't have this misogynistic fight before the read rick but that's that ship has sailed so why don't you if you don't mind and i could spell it out real slow please do the commercial read now if you would yes and the reason I do this is because I it would take read. you 25 minutes to do it. But fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, you need to try the new best ball leagues on our favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You draft a team. Mr. Fligger, you can handle uh, Even that. I can do that. Sometimes right. I get drunk and mess it up real bad, but, but I you can, still can do draft it. I can right. get through it, yeah. It's season long, but with no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. There's no trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players get automatically selected, and you get the best score every week. There's no worrying about injuries. You can draft a team anytime you want. Leagues start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you're playing for cold, hard cash, baby. Leagues start from just $3, so there's a league for everybody. There's no salary caps. Play in a real-life snake draft just like you're playing with your friends. For limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a $3 best ball draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code. Fake pigskin. That's right. Woo-hoo. Play a real money game for free just by using our promo code. Fake pigskin. On your first deposit and draft. 
Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com. Come play free with promo code Fake Pigskin. I just need to get a button for that one because not even I can forget that. And I got to tell you, here's a little uh, little bonus for this read. I took that initial free $3 from Fake Pigskin. Now, I've been slow rolling it, right? I right. haven't gone crazy because I don't want to deposit because I've gotten in that mess with, yeah. the, with the fan duels and the drafting just to see what I can do. I've turned that free $3. I finally, after week four, eclipsed $100 with it. There you so go. I'm thinking about starting to shove now, starting to make some big money on this because uh, it's it's house money. Every penny of it has been house money. Right. You get in there, you can do just a, th- a three-player draft. You can find two dummies out there even dumber than you, right? I mean, I mean, there's people even dumber than me, and I've managed right. managed to track them down. So, get out there, check that out. I it by far by leaps and bounds my favorite daily provider. Now, I don't, I don't even look at the other two. I'll be honest with you. There I you go. Unless they want to start advertising on the show, then I'll look at yeah, it. Yeah, we'll again. we'll play it. Yeah, but other than that, we're not. All right, Rick. Well, uh, where to start? I guess the first one, Dalvin Cook out for the year yeah. with an ACL. Boy, that's a shame. Remember all the debate we had about Christian McCaffrey, Leonard, is it McCaffrey? Is it Leonard Fournette? Is it yeah. Joe Mixon? No, no, it's none of them. It's Dalvin Cook. Kareem Hunt's making himself an argument yeah. as well. So I think I it's Kareem go, Hunt. <laughs> yeah, but Dalvin Cook was easily number two on that list, and – I'm nervous. I'm curious to see what happens here with Minnesota sorting this out. This is just the kind of thing that could completely derail an offense. It was playing pretty well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we still have the Minnesota defense keeping them in games. But, you know, there was a mad scramble on the way on many, many waiver wires for Latavius Murray. And a lot of waiver wire bucks were spent on this cat He's already. I mean, he's publicly saying his ankle's just not right. Yeah. Still, I think it's a Jarek McKinnon, right? I don't know. I mean, they signed uh, David Ridley. Or, I mean, yeah. Steven. Steven. My, oh my, Who's David. David Ridley? Ridley. I don't know. That's like a that's twin you went brother. To high school with. That's something. a twin brother. Oh, I didn't know he had a twin. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of information you get here at the asylum. He's an accountant. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you got to have an. You know, oh, yeah. Somebody's got to run. No, Stephen Ridley signed with them, and yeah, um, but, yeah he was. When he was well, yeah, and I can't imagine he's going to make any sort of impact immediately. I mean, he hasn't been with the team for he was he was hurt all last year with the Giants, correct? Yeah, and he signed with was it Denver this preseason? Some he signed somewhere in fourth, fifth on the depth chart. Didn't make the team. He's just going to be a depth piece. Here's what I Latavius Murray is going to get some work. You know, even if he's not 100, percent he's going to get some work. I think in a PPR format, if you're actually going to want to play one of these guys, it's probably going to be McKinnon. If the matchup's right, you're going to see this ball completely spread around. You're you're not going to have an offense run through one back. This is going to look like it did when Adrian Peterson's gone down in the past, and we've we've argued for seven weeks and spent all our free agent dollars on either McKinnon or Asiata, and both of them were just right. They're just fine. And I think that's what you get. Latavius Murray, but Jarek McKinnon's going to be in on the passing downs. He's going to get plenty of his own work. I just think there's not going to be a truly – I don't want to say fantasy relevant. That's not fair because anybody toting the ball in fantasy football right now with all of them being injured is somehow fantasy relevant. But you're not going to see consistent fantasy production out of any of them. And if it's me, I'm going to to roster – McKinnon and you know in a flex during bye weeks. The thing is, you probably get him for free. 
where, where I saw people spending some cash on him too, but I, I can't see spending all the money on, on your boy. I know that's your guy, and it it seems and how excited no. you were when he was two going years to ago. Yeah, but uh, now it's I just, just don't not, see it. He's not no. healthy. He got. I mean, he hasn't touched the ball. He hasn't been you know, bringing in the rookie. And I know Cook had a great week one and just flat took over the job and earned the job. But you think you paid Latavius Murray a good amount of money to come there in free agency, and he's just completely forgotten. I don't see him stepping into that role whatsoever. Well, the thing is, he's going to have to. Or something. He's going to get touches. Yeah. So, hey, what Stephen I'm Ridley's about. not going to make the impact, and his brother David won't yeah, either. Just, you know? Certainly, David won't. I mean, do he's it. fat, out of shape. Yeah, well, he's he's going to count. Yeah, I mean, he looks like me, you know, <laughs> but he's not going to make an impact. Who McKinnon, was it? Scott used to do those photoshops for us. Yeah. I wonder if we could get him back on that because I'd like to see fat David Ridley accountant looks like Rick Briggs. That'd be a <laughs> yeah. good picture I'd like but, to see. But, um, yeah, I lost much. Oh, McKinnon, oh. certainly in the PPR. I mean, I think the savvy owner will, will use him in PPR. We'll just have to – you're almost going to have to wait and see on what type of um, run game they can have because it was non-existent – well, last year it was non-existent with Peterson, but it tended to just fall off a cliff yeah, there was when no Peterson running. disappeared. Yeah, there was no – and I envision that's going very much the same way. Now, Peterson, between injury and just lack of success, what you know what I'm really worried about? I'm, I'm just washing my hands of the Minnesota. I, I made no waiver claims. I bid no free agent dollars on Latavius Murray or McKinnon. I just washed my hands of that entire situation. What I'm worried about, what's this impact going to be on the quarterbacks, whoever they be, Sam Bradford, when Teddy Bridgewater comes back, and specifically the guy who you didn't predict and I didn't predict and nobody predicted after four weeks being the number one wide receiver in football and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen being a stud and putting up all kinds of numbers too. If you take away the threat of all the things that Dalvin Cook brought to that offense, that team becomes one-dimensional. I worry for those guys. I worry for Stephon Diggs, who I own shares of everywhere across every league I'm in. I own Stephon Diggs shares. I'm worried this this team gets pushed into a one-dimensional scenario, which it looks like they will be. I'm scared. I am really scared. Yeah, and and rightfully so. I mean, you know, Bradford, I don't even know when he's coming back. He's practicing. So he's like practicing. Again, there's a chance. You know. but, but see, that's the thing. He's missed, a, what, two games now, correct? And it was all the rage two weeks ago when he was hurt and going to miss. Now it's just kind of like nobody's even talking about yeah, it. Yeah, he's, we've moved I mean, on. is he coming back? I mean, I think that makes a huge difference in the future of, of the season for Minnesota. And, look, Casey Kasem's numbers have been pretty good while he was out. But how much of that is Dalvin Cook? I think Dalvin Cook was the engine driving everything. You had to respect the run game. You had to really respect him in the passing game, open things up downfield for Thielen and Diggs. I think you take that threat out. And, look, we know McKinnon isn't that threat. And, frankly, I think we know even at his best, Latavius Murray isn't that type of threat. So now you go say, go ahead, run on us if you can, right? We dare you. We're going to take away Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. I think it's going to happen, and I think – you know, everybody was screaming about the biggest regression candidate after three weeks was Stephon Diggs, and he keeps performing as we go. I think these people are going to accidentally backdoor themselves into being right, the sort of anti-Stephon Diggs crowd out there. This this injury, I think it, it, it's not a real dynamic offense, quite frankly, without somebody like 
Dalvin Cook doing what he was doing. This is bad for everybody in Minnesota. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has, what, 444 total yards, uh, 354 on the ground. Not a real touchdown machine, but, um, you know, with only two on the season, but he still, you know, has hauled in 11 receptions. Uh, you know, that's – you know, if you step back and look, the um, – you think, okay, well, you know, Todd Gurley's got more yards and he's got nine, almost twice as many catches, you know, as Dalvin Cook. But you look at the Rams' wide receivers compared to Diggs and Thielen. Right, right. The percentage, I mean, that offense runs through Gurley. Oh. This guy, Dalvin Cook, is, I, I don't know, you can call him the motor oil, keeping it, right. keeping it running smooth. You take that out. I'm, I'm with you. It, yeah. it could lock down real yeah. tough. I mean, I don't even want to talk about the running back. If you're desperate, pick up Murray, pick up McKinnon, plug him in when you absolutely have to, and that conversation can end there. It's going to be real interesting to see the next week or two. Specifically, I think, when and if Bradford comes back. And, and you know, look, Casey Kasem had himself a decent, decent little run here, but we know who he is, and he's not that good of a quarterback, right? So with Sam Bradford taking the engine that, that he is, Dalvin Cook, is out of there what that means for Stefan Diggs I don't think it's good things but moving on from that uh you you probably are you know what we won't even have Gronk's not playing tonight we record on Thursday you're probably not going to hear this till after the game starts you know Gronk's not going pretty typical here here's one that cuts me right to the soul Rick is Derek Carr out two to six weeks with a back injury same one that took out Tony Romo this is bad news. A Raiders team that wasn't going well, quite frankly, weren't put, hadn't put up any numbers for two weeks. Not a real surprise. They get shut down by Denver in Denver. A big surprise. They just embarrass themselves in Washington <laughs> against Washington. You're right. So something I was getting nervous. We talked a lot about Amari Cooper, but now Derek Carr out. We'll see what EJ Manuel can do. But this hurts me in about six or seven different leagues. Derek Carr, a guy I predicted to finish him in, in the top ten amongst fantasy quarterbacks. And, you know, rightfully so. I mean, it would be nice if Amari Cooper could catch something this year. Hey, I think he's leading the legs by leaps and bounds and drops. Oh, yeah, it's been terrible. It's just horrible watching him out there. Crabtree's probably going to play this week, dealing with a chest injury he missed last week. I mean, you're you're down. I mean, if Crabtree's out, you have Amari Cooper who's having – uh, ball control problems. Seth Roberts is Seth Roberts, and and I mean it's just you know Marshawn Lynch is not much beast mode in that backfield either. No, that that's been that whole Raiders offense. Yeah, you know, maybe we all crowned them too quick. I don't know. I picked them to win that division as most folks did. I don't know if you were on board with that, but we certainly both had them in the playoffs. I think. Oh yeah. So, so, but it hurts. You know, you take a guy like Derek Carr out, EJ Manuel, not really playable. So, the good news is he was throwing at the start of Raiders practice today. So, hopefully, this ends up being on the low end of the two to six weeks, and it's only two and we don't get into six. Marcus Mariota, still no word on him, kind of day to day dealing with that hamstring issue, something to keep an eye on there. Ty Montgomery looks like he'll be game time decision with those broken ribs, just trying to see how comfortable he is with the flak jacket and everything else. You know, flag jacket aside, I mean, yeah, that's one thing. It's nice to protect the ribs, but the problem with broken ribs is when you start exerting yourself, you start breathing very heavily, which right. means your lungs are expanding from the inside against those broken ribs, and that becomes extremely painful. Right, and if I had to predict how this is going to go down, 
And I didn't have this down as a sit because it seemed like kind of a cop-out, and I wanted to talk about it in this portion of the show. I'm going to assume Ty Montgomery is going to go. And my general policy is if you have a star, and I think Ty Montgomery to a degree is that now. He's at minimum an every-week start, right? You don't even have a discussion. He's probably a low-end right. one at this point, at least in our view. I don't know what the numbers have to say about that. Normally, if they're questionable, if they're nicked up, but we, they're going to go, I play them. And that's my general rule. Because I'd rather get burnt the other way than burnt having him do what he normally does sitting on the bench. These rib injuries are the one exception I tend to make for that. Because I think he's going to give it a go. And for everything you just said, as he starts exerting himself, sure he's going to feel good in practice, right? Sure he's going to feel pretty good in pregame warm-ups. Then you start getting hit. Then you start breathing heavy. Then you start getting tired. I think it's going to be very minimal workload, even if he plays, as we, we let these things heal. So Ty Montgomery is a guy, unless you have absolutely no choice, which we're getting into bye weeks, so there's going to be some places right. where that happens. I'd say you sit Ty Montgomery this week. You don't even mess with it. I mean, we saw Rob Kelly miss the last two games with cart- rib cartilage damage, right. not broken ribs. I mean, I yeah, if he plays, I think it's – very little, yeah. Quite frankly, yeah. And I, I think they try to give him a go, make the Cowboys game plan for him. But uh, how many? What he, what's he going to do? Run the ball twenty-five times? Dealing with that, I'm, it's just not going to happen. No. I'm sorry. All right, Rick. I feel like I should have come up with some sort of funeral dirge as I read this one, as the, just the tailspin in the Caveman League for Rick Briggs continues. After making a big trade to acquire Mr. Chris Carson, <laughs> he promptly breaks his leg. Out, uh, I have down for the year. I guess not necessarily. There's a chance he comes back in December. I'm just basically gonna step, your fantasy year. Yeah, so. I'm just going to step back and let let you vent this out if you'd like. It's just unfortunate because there was a lot of promise and a lot of people high on him, and it it actually looked like. And of course, we've said this about a couple of guys since Marshawn Lynch left Seattle, but it looked like Seattle might have found their guy, and. Um, you know, it would have been interesting to see how he would have done, but, you know, promptly breaking his leg, which makes, I don't know, I think player number five or six for me off my fantasy squad. It's been, it, if it's I was a little rough 2017. If I was capable of empathy, I'd feel bad for you. Right, and, and I appreciate that, Rick. I know you could care less and you're laughing your ass right, off, right. but other than that, I appreciate but I, if you were. I'll tell you, I, I get why people would have empathy for you. I don't mock them. I don't mock you for being upset about it, and I don't mock people, actual human beings, with empathy for empathizing with you. I can't do it. I'm, I wasn't born with that gene or something. Something isn't right there. Well, yeah. But I, I mean, can understand why others would. So what do we make of all this? So he goes down, and you think, all right, here we go now. Thomas Rawls still can't get healthy, so it's Eddie Lacy, C.J. Prosite. No, no, some guy named J.D. McKissick. Tell me everything you knew about J.D. Right. McKissick before Sunday night. So I don't know what to make of it. Everybody's rushing out, re- picking Eddie Lacy back up. There's something there. Either he can't run or he hasn't figured out the offense or the coaching staff doesn't like it. I don't know what it is. Procise, they seem to want to keep him in just that change of pace type of role. I, I don't think you can mess. I think similar to Minnesota, I, I'm not messing with any of these guys. Somebody will have a big week, but good luck catching which of the nine of them it's going to be from week to week. This is like a Patriots situation. Now. Oh, I agree. And, and I'm not sure Pete Carroll really knows – who he wants, right, or what direction to go. I mean, after Lynch left, I mean, they tried to make Rawls a guy. 
He never could stay healthy. Tried to make Christine Michael the guy. Shipped him out on a rail. Right. I, you know, and they're trying to make – well, then they brought in Eddie Lacy. Tried to make him the guy, and it was like they might have brought you in Fred Flintstone. You know what but, I'm curious about? Have they tried – this must be something in practice because in game situations, we haven't seen Eddie Lacy. It's not like he's failed by and large in opportunities because he hasn't had that many opportunities. It, it, it's been Carson from the beginning. It's been it's strange to me that Eddie Lacy hasn't really been given a shot. Now, that's in game action. I don't see what's happening on the practice field. So, Which tells me, even in this situation, I don't think his, his usage changes much. No, I agree. I mean, he had – what, three yards in week one against Green Bay and did not play the next two weeks and actually gained 52 yards in that whitewashing of Indianapolis and didn't play. Or, and now he's going to play, we don't know, or at the Rams. We don't know. And, and, I mean, the 52 yards against Indianapolis, I mean, that was basically just garbage time. Yeah, they threw yeah. him in there. While McKissick's running wild. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, all over the Colts. Right. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, you know, Carroll comes out and says Lacey and Rawls are going to split the rushing workload. But, you know, Rawls isn't healthy. No. And, and we've seen how much confidence Carroll has in, in Lacey. So, I'm with you. Good luck in picking which yeah. one. I'm just avoiding this situation altogether. Doug Martin back tonight from his suspension. We'll see uh, how they work him in. Boy, talk about costing him a game when you lose Julio Jones and Muhammad Sanu in the same game. Looks like Sanu's going to miss two or three weeks with that hamstring. Jones dealing with a hip injury, although they think he should be back after the bye. And the bye couldn't have come at yeah. a better time. This makes me a little nervous for Julio Jones. He hasn't seemed to have been fully healthy for a couple of years. When he is healthy, there's there's not a better not a better wide receiver in the game. Well, he put up spectacular numbers last right. year. And but- hips, a hip injury makes me nervous, so something to keep an eye on. But to your point, absolutely, that buy come at the absolute perfect time because I don't think he'd have been able to go this week. I agree. And wrapping it up, uh, Jordan Matthews out for a month after thumb injury. I don't know how that Surgery is. required. Yeah. I mean, that was a bad break. I mean, yeah, how much does it affect your fantasy team? Eh. I mean, Buffalo is – in fact, Buffalo will come up later on in the show. I can guarantee you that. But, yeah, if you're playing Jordan Matthews, it's probably because of a bye week situation. Right. So it's not that big of a deal from a fantasy standpoint. From a Buffalo standpoint, boy, you're down to what, Zay Jones? Yeah, who's done nothing. Talk Charles Clay, obviously, and Shady McCoy. Clay's rapidly becoming somebody we need to talk about. Someone we never, I don't think, this may be the first time his name's ever been uttered into these microphones. This is a guy we're going to have to start paying attention to. As so many other fantasy tight ends have disappointed, he has so far exceeded anything we expected. You're talking about a top-tier fantasy tight end right, right now. now. you are, yeah. Hey, he suffered a death in the family, so he missed some practice, but I'm sure he'll be going on, on game time Sunday. But, uh, yeah, I mean – McCoy hasn't found any room to run. And, and why would he? That's your fear, right? Clay is the only, really the only bright spot in this offense. Taylor, he, he's Taylor's safety valve. Taylor can't get the ball downfield. Right. And now with with Jordan Matthews with broken thumb, it's rely on defense. Yep. Yeah, and, that's, and it's working so far. I don't know. So far. You know, if the Patriots keep playing the way they do, it maybe keep you – Keep you in a division. All right, Rick, well, let's get to it. Let's start out. Give me a takeaway you have from week four. 
Okay. This this takeaway here, Rick, is it's it's more in one step. So bear with oh, me. All right, I'll sit back then. Okay, Take in sit the back and relax. That is this takeaway? Hey, I'm, this I'm takeaway is really profound. Nobody really knows how good or how bad anyone is, except Cleveland is awful. <laughs> True. New England's defense is awful. And Kansas City looks like a complete team. And that's my takeaway right there. I mean, that is basically. That's all you know, and I agree. That's all we know right, right. now. Right. I mean, I agree 100%. I mean, I talked last year, I had a, or last week, I had a takeaway. I, mean, I, I was really starting to believe in Jacksonville, you know. And so, what did I get for my trouble? Right. Yeah. You know. All of a sudden, Pittsburgh turns or turns it around. Starting to believe again. We'll we'll wait and see on that one after that stinker against Chicago. But it, it's the same thing, you know. Buffalo they pull out a couple of wins. You you think Arizona was going to be angry at San Francisco? They pulled one out in overtime. And it's just nobody is convincingly good, or really even convincingly bad, except for Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland, quite frankly. I mean, even San Francisco. They can't yeah. score, but their defense is playing so well. Nobody's everything's yeah, I mean, they're not a field goal blowed game. out or anything, you know. And, and number one pick for for 2018, that's still up in the air for me. You have the Colts. You don't know if Luck's coming back. Right. Cleveland sooner or later going to win one, right? I don't know. Um, San Francisco, week. the Jets, exceedingly two in a row. <laughs> they've exceeded all expectations. I had them down for I believe two and fourteen. Yeah. If, if memory serves me. So they well, they're already there. Yeah, they better go on a hell of a losing streak for you to get there. Yeah, it's and that's the thing. I mean, you, and you look at the teams that are winning. The Steelers are 3-1, and one, you know, easily could have lost all those games. They're playing like crap, and they're sitting at 3-1. and one. Atlanta, you know, with, with the games they've lost, other than that Green Bay blowout, they could have lost every other game they won. They should have lost the Detroit game. Two drops they would have lost at Chicago. This thing could have been a disaster. This league, I guess, if what the league wants and what the fans want is parity, I think you got it right now as New England comes back to the pack. So let's talk about that. My first takeaway right now, the Patriots defense is that bad. Is that bad by leaps and bounds, giving up the most yards per game for any defense in the league. Every quarterback they've played against, even Cam Newton, as we talked about before we went on the air, has thrown for over 300 yards, Rick. What I wonder is... They have given up only... They have given up more points than every team in the league except Indianapolis. Right. That's it. And they've given up more yardage. Yeah. By a pretty wide margin, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'd have to look at that. Maybe per average. I don't know what the total is, but by average, I think they do. So what you wonder, because here's what this feels like to me, Rick, as I sit here. This feels like the typical New England story where there's something out there that you can get your hold on, get your hands on and say, all right, here's where it ends or here's where they have a hiccup. And then all of a sudden they figure it out. They go on a run in November and December, and I got to watch them hoist a damn Lombardi trophy again. Is this some, because this seems to me to now be a personnel issue. Can they be coached out of this? Is there a move they can make? Or do you think now, are you confident after four weeks about to play, oh, excuse me, about to play week five here in about an hour and a half from where we sit? This is who the New England Patriots are defensively, and they're going to have to outscore teams the rest of the way out. 
Problem being, Rick, how do you correct it? Who, I don't know. Who do you trade to bring in somebody on the defense? They've Garoppolo. Got the, That's the move. And you have a 40-year-old starting quarterback. Something happens to Tom Brady. Right, exactly. Now what? I mean, they have, their running game is 20th in the league. They're first in the pass. They have the overall number one offense in the league. And that is because of Tom Brady. That's right. not because of Joe Schmo going to back him up if Garoppolo is gone. That defense is 32nd in the league. It's 32nd against the pass and 26th against the rush. They're giving up 133 yards rushing and 324 yards passing. Do you gamble trading Garoppolo? I saw this story floating out. Time to trade Garoppolo. Do you gamble with that with a 40-year-old quarterback? I mean, maybe you do, but let's face it. If you're looking long-term as a team owner – Look, Brady's there, what, one, two more years, maybe? Now you have no quarterback. We look, Ben Roethlisberger's getting ready to retire. They have no one. Right. Landry Jones certainly isn't the answer. So, to me, that it is very difficult to trade a guy like Garoppolo when you have a 40-year-old quarterback and nothing else on that offense. I'd like to see Garoppolo play somewhere else because I wonder if Garoppolo is that guy or is Belichick that good at coaching up a quarterback to where you could bring in a lump of flour and they'd average 280 yards a game in that offense in the way Bill Belichick does things. So, And only New England would know that, right? So, right? But I think they would have the confidence, the arrogance, whatever you want to call it, to say, yeah, we can give him up. We'll go to some D3 school somewhere, draft some kid in the sixth round, and we'll do Tom Brady all over again. And if anybody could do it, it would be that regime, right? They could, they could certainly do it. I don't – my thing with it, I don't think – New England's one player away on defense from from getting that much better. I mean, you're talking historically bad numbers here, and this is why, and it's a fool's errand every year when you try to find the warts with New England and say, all right, you know, declarative, this is it, this is done. You know, they're they're an, with with this defense, they're at best an above average team right now. But I don't know when when you can you go from this historically bad to even adequate in eight weeks' time. I don't know if they can, Rick. I really yeah, I don't. I don't either, Rick. Now, that I mean, offense is so good, they're still going to make playoffs, right? How did it get from the number one overall scoring defense last year to this bad so quickly? Hey, remember, we thought as they brought in the, the, the corner from Buffalo, as they brought pieces in, we thought, you know, does the arrogance of getting rid of a Jamie Collins and guys like that, does that finally catch up with them? That at some point, at some point, your system and your way of doing things isn't good enough to overcome a lack of talent, which quite frankly is what they've done for this entire amazing run they've put together for, what, what are we going on, Rick, now? 15, 16 years yeah. of this run where they've done it with lesser at least on paper, to, to the draft next lesser talent, right? So right. you wonder, has this finally, have those chickens come home to roost, where at some point the talent has to be up to the scheme, right? And I just wonder if defensively if that caught up with them this year. Well, a perfect example is, is the Steelers of a few years ago. Is that defense aged and they weren't bringing in the talent to play Dick LeBeau's schemes of defenses? And, I mean, let's face it, I mean, things – people start planning on schemes unless they continuously change. Right. I, I understand that. But if you have, the, you have the talent in these positions, 
and they could be doing great guns, and all of a sudden, Father Time starts flexing his muscle a little it's bit. Undefeated. All of a sudden, over the cliff you go. And, and you're right. This could be a real telltale sign on this defense. I mean, Dante, I mean, there's a lot of injuries on it, too. Yeah, if they but, get healthy, does it turn around? Because obviously, Tom Brady hasn't hit the wall whatsoever. No. The, the offense is good enough to win a championship. But as of right now, that the Patriots' defense is actually that bad. So, And we get to watch them tonight and see taking that show on the road against a pretty good offensive team in Tampa Bay. Yeah. The, the only other one I had, Rick, and I don't know if you have another one, and if not, we can move on to balls and socks. But we've said it before, and I don't know if this was uh, just me, you know, waving my cane at people and saying, get off my lawn. I don't like these types of changes. But I think we saw last week with all these additional games they're playing over there, this London crap has got to go. I am sorry. I know who Blake Bortles is, and I know who the Jacksonville Jaguars are. But the way they've played, uh, you know, at two different times this week, to go to New York playing the Jets – and to lay the absolute egg they did. And for it, and look, I know Flacco's struggling and they're lacking weapons in Baltimore. But for them just to lay down like dogs the way they did against the Pittsburgh Steelers in their own building, I'm sorry, that is nothing but London hangover to me. It has to be. The Steelers are better than the Ravens. The Jaguars and Blake Bortles are perfectly capable going anywhere and losing embarrassingly at any time. But the way those teams play, there's a direct correlation from having to play over there where nobody cares anyhow. It's only there in L.A. Only L.A. do people care less than they do in London. And then come back here and they just get walloped. And it's such a competitive disadvantage for these teams. It's ridiculous, and these games have to go. Yeah, and I agree with you. And especially the point being made, you know, Baltimore hasn't shown a whole lot offensively all year long. We know that. But defensively, over in London, Jacksonville looked like New England offensively against them. Like you said, they come to New York, and and they're just bogged down. They can't get any – there's no chemistry. There's nothing going on. Powell looks like Jim Brown running through that defense. And, look, we know that's a good defense. We know that. Exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's – and the thing is, the the push that they're making, Rick, to get this over into – they want a foothold in London. Right. They want a team there. I guarantee you. Then you can start moving. And then I don't know what their aspirations are. But if you have a team in London and London has to travel to Oakland right. to play or vice versa, San Francisco, whomever it is, that is, let's see, we're East Eastern times. That's eight hours difference, West Coast to London time. That's a lot. Yeah. And they should only play them if they get a bye the next week. Well, and I, I did see a little something, and I, I didn't read a lot on it. It was probably just a headline I glanced at. But, and I don't even know if it was an option on the table that if Baltimore had come out and told the NFL or requested that the NFL not give them a bye after that game because they didn't want that one this early in the year. So if that's true, shame on them. That was a stupid move. But they're playing these ostensibly. How many are they playing this year? I don't know. A pile of them. 
But there has to be that bye week. There has to be, because those games are always dogs anyhow, because getting over there is a nightmare, and they're over there. It looks like they're on a freaking humanitarian mission. They're shaking hands and kissing babies yeah. all over town, not able to really do any true preparation. So the game stinks. Then they come back. You don't give them a week off. It's The whole thing's crazy. In, in, in Baltimore's situation, they come back, and, oh, gee, Pittsburgh's coming to town. Hey, it's not like Cleveland's coming. Well, and that's what told me this was a big issue because they had, didn't have any fight with them. That didn't feel like a rivalry game. That looked like the Steelers playing uh, the Browns. It, it really did. And maybe the Steelers right now are that much better than Baltimore. In fact, I think they are. But there was no hard hitting. There was no trash talk. There was no passion in that game whatsoever, no. save for Antonio Brown against that water cooler. That was the only passion you saw in that field. Usually there have been times – where one was up and the other was way down in you know in the 20 years or so this rivalry's been going on but it's hard hitting it's smash mouth it's trash talking if somebody got way ahead somebody's getting punched in the throat there was none right. of that baltimore was just sleepwalking through that thing and they looked beat right before it started granted they mounted a little bit of a comeback well, just because Pittsburgh won't put anybody away. There's nothing no, they, they hate they, more than putting somebody yeah, away. Yeah, they refuse to put the right. boots to the throat and, and just stomp the life out of you. They will not do that. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, there was, there was none of the trash talking. There was nothing. I mean, I was surprised, you know, when they knelt at the beginning of the game, half of them got up. Right. I mean, they look half asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm down most, here. Most yeah. of the game. Yeah, while I'm here. Yeah, I'm just gonna... exactly. Wait, wait, I don't want to pull a hamstring getting back up. We'll, we'll give them hell next week. All right, Rick, well, let's move on. How about we uh, take a look at oh, – oh, are you going to do it? Come on, goes too. Give Rick a new toy. I'll let you go first. All right, good. I'll, I'll get the first one. I think this is an easy one, but it, it bears talking about Deshaun Watson, Rick. Wow. Wow, five, five total touchdowns. Did you predict 57? Did you predict they were going to put up 57 in that game? Game's no, I predicted of... – uh, I'd have to look what, what the right, score I predicted last week. I yeah. predicted Houston to win a close one. But, wow, 57-14, He puts up five, five total touchdowns after that great game in New England the week before. Probably foolishly kind of set that one aside a little bit with as bad as New England's defense has been. This kid's the real deal. And here's the thing. He is almost a must-start in fantasy right now. What I'm curious, Rick, are your thoughts. Is, is this long-term sustainability for, De, for Deshaun Watson or is this Robert Griffin? Is this Colin Kaepernick? Is it, or is he Russell Wilson? I guess is what you look at. This kid's special as an athlete. I know that we knew that back to college how special oh, sure. he was as an athlete. But I think you've got to play him every week right now. Oh, I agree. I mean, he has. This is what Houston's needed for quite some time. Right. He he has command of the of the field. And, you know, I, I can still remember, I think they were actually 2-0 and when it started, when the Matt Schaub pick sixes started. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it was a, and it was like, I mean, that team just lost its direction. Matt Schaub walking around with his chin hanging on the ground and so forth. And we saw the array of quarterbacks since Schaub left. And this kid, he, he reminds me so much of – Winston and Russell Wilson kind of together. He's got that 
He's got that uh, machismo, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, he's on there. He took and charge. And, yeah, they're going to follow him. He's the leader, and, and that's what you need. I mean, every every good offense has that quarter. Well, they at least have a leader on that offense somewhere right. along the line. Usually it's the quarterback, and this kid's it. Yeah, what, what, what I want to avoid, and I've fallen prey to it in the past, going all the way back to Cam Newton's rookie year, going last year to Dak Prescott. All right, come on, he's a rookie. We're going to have that rookie game. I don't trust it. it probably Robert Griffin, his rookie year. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks right. that really hit it good their rookie year. Um, you know, so many have struggled. You know, I guess we're used to old school where it was three years before they could even get the ball. They, they all look like Jared Goff yeah. their first season or Peyton Manning his first season. I think these guys with the true athletic ability, Marcus Mariota, these guys with the athletic ability who bring in that threat with the big arms and the leadership ability, they have the ability to step right in. I think Dak Prescott, although I think Deshaun Watson's a more – I don't know if he's more talented, but I think he's a, probably a better athlete than Dak Prescott is. But it's very similar, right? You keep well, you waiting the, for the other shoe to drop, and it didn't drop it. You saw the the question. I can't remember the exact question to Cam Newton about, you know, running too much. You know, the athletic quarterbacks. And right. Cam Newton says, well, ask a non-athletic quarterback if he wishes he could run or something like that. I'd, sometimes I think – these, you know, quote-unquote athletic quarterbacks, Cam Newton somewhat, some of these other guys a lot, other guys not so much, Russell Wilson not. It's not so much a knock on their athletic ability. I think the question comes to point because the majority of them, because during their college days, when they were in – the, the pocket would collapse. People were covered. Boom, you take off. Right. And we gain a bunch of yards. You don't do that so much in the pros right, anymore. Right. They have to rely on their intelligence, reading, seeing the open guy, run at the last resort, or you're going to end up getting hurt. And that's what we've seen from Watson. There's not a exactly. lot of design runs. There's not exactly. a lot of panic. And Russell Wilson's the same way. Exactly. He's, he's not a big panic guy. Right. Griffin, on the other hand, that's what he did. He yeah, ran. Yeah. Michael Vick was another great example. His first read wasn't there. He put it down and took off. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and I think that's really the only question that comes to mind is don't rely so much on yourself. you got ten other guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're all pros. They can make plays. Yeah, we're, we're, they're all getting paid, too. So I think this kid's a real deal, and it's time to start playing him. In fantasy, you might get burnt one week, but all 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 things considered, and in what that division is, we're, we're going to see. I don't know, you're going to see a lot of five touchdown games. We're right. going to keep seeing big games out of this kid. Okay, all right, Rick, it's time for you. Game ball goes to. This could be a first, Mister Flieger. Oh, okay. this could be a first. Going off board a little here. I'm going way off board. <laughs> My game ball goes to. Greg the Leg Zerline. Oh, a kicker. Seven field goals. Four of those were over 40 yards <laughs> in a 32-30 victory. I mean, this guy had 21 of their points and uh, 
27 fantasy points just for all you nerds out oh, there Oh, believe counting. me, I know it. As I go out and I am waxing Alejandro Finkelstein <laughs> in the Caveman League, and I'm looking at, oh, he's got no chance to win, and he keeps creeping up and creeping up and creeping up, and I'm looking at his pathetic roster trying to ask myself, how is this happening? And I look down, it's Greg Zerline he has, yeah. and he's just nickel and diamond me with a – I mean, I still waxed him ultimately. We are, but he was making me nervous. We have been doing this a number of years, and it's going to be probably another decade we ever see something like that. But a game ball is going to a kicker, and I don't mind giving it to him yeah. this week. You have to give it and one more real quick, Rick, okay. this little game ball I want to throw out there just to, goes just to give myself a little shine. I – so often either take the easy way out on my starts and sits yeah, you're kidding. or I botch it completely. But your boy gave you as his top start option last week, Rick, was Devin Funches, uh, somebody yeah. you're uh, near and dear to. So I'm going to give myself the rare pat in the back, seven for 70 and two touches. And this is a guy with Greg Olson out if the matchup is right. Now, unfortunately, he doesn't get to play that New England defense every week, right, Rick? But I think you're going to see more options. And he's shown more than Kelvin Benjamin the ability to go up and get it and make big plays, especially down around the goal line. Yeah, and we talked about that last week in the show. I I think if – and and you don't know how to – to twist this we we just lamented for hours it seems like on that horrifying new england defense right right i mean you and i could look good out there apparently but from what i'm seeing so but funches has to step up for this team to take another step this could be a step up i mean let's face it kelvin benjamin had 104 yards in his right own right so <laughs> You know, these two guys, if they take that step without Greg Olson in there, which they have to, I tell you what, you know, the division could be theirs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what that division always is, right? All right, Rick, this is this is just for you, mister, if I can find it here. Well, well wait. Uh, you can't do Oh, it I don't have it. I well, don't you don't think. have this? Yeah, I stink. You have it in there somewhere, I'm certain. Well, I would think it would be right with it, but eh, well, it doesn't matter. Well, I don't know about that. Okay. Make you earn it. You go first, baby. Sure. All right. Stinky Sock goes to. Put him on the board. Haushamazuli. Got it. Championship. Now you're just pushing buttons. <laughs> I'm going to push a button. Damn by right. God. I am. <laughs> We talked about this last week, Rick, but I, I think it's worth mentioning again. My stinky suck goes to Isaiah Crowell, 20 rush yards again. Look, this team is horrifying, to use your word. The offense is bad, and it's Duke. It's about Duke Johnson now, not not so much in, in, rush, in the rushing game, but getting him on the field for passing situations. It, I don't see it getting any better for Crowell. I, I just don't. They, they, the Browns somehow are still the Browns. They win every offseason, and then they come out and they just brown it up all over the place. Yeah. I hate giving it to Crowell. I should give it to that entire organization. But it's time. Not only is it time to sit Crowell down, he's probably droppable at this point. I'd drop him for, like, Wayne Gollum right now. I yeah, swear I mean, to he God, has, like, 134 yards rushing for the season. I mean, Duke Johnson only has 57, but he's got 207, 10 yards, something like that. Receiving. Right. I mean, Duke Johnson is the here we go again, the sole bright spot, it looks right. like, you know, yeah. in, in this offense. So yeah, get Duke Johnson in there as is a flex in a PPR format. If it's standard, get them both out of there. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, but I it, it's gotta go to Crowell. It's just over for him. What do you got going over there? <laughs> You're, Are you that, stuck to the tape? 
the station is just falling oh, apart the, here. The studio, Rick reaches under the console and pulls up a nine-foot piece of duct tape he managed to wrap well, himself Well, Alejandro... Put it and, down there, and it's never been checked since he's been here. Fake so. pigskins wonder, wonders why we're resistant to going video. Reasons <laughs> like that are why, as I'm trying to make a point. Yes, See, I told you you had it. Apology accepted. Yeah, yes. I, I That was my apology. <laughs> you stink. Okay, stinky sock, mister. You know what? Ten million bucks should bring you at least a couple hundred yards and a touchdown. Can't buy yards, Rick. It's it, it's horrifying. Jay Cutler gets my stinky sock. Oh, 164 yards passing. It's, uh, what can you say but just no bueno? Well, and, and again, and it was always a running joke, and it's just true with him. He just flat doesn't care. I mean, did you see that you know, it was the meme going around of that wildcat play they ran? Yeah. Where he might He's as well there. he might as well taken a stool out there with him. I mean, <laughs> he did not look, everybody knew the ball wasn't going to him, but you gotta fake it a little bit. Yeah. I know you're a veteran, I know they coach, but you gotta fake it. He just he makes horrible decisions, and then you factor in on top of that that he doesn't care. That's a bad mixture. I don't think he fit. I, I see people out there listening to him as a start this week because they have the good matchup. I'm hey, sorry. I don't see him finishing the game this week. You, you would just think that somebody, okay, there you are. You're at McDonald's eating cheeseburgers, heading to – you know, to dunk Dunkin' Donuts and get dessert, and somebody sounds calls like, you sounds up. Sounds like a pretty good afternoon. And somebody calls you up and says, "Hey, we'll give you ten million bucks. Come on down. Potential for thirteen. Come on down, play a little quarterback." You would think that you would be motivated enough to have a little bit of interest for a few games. Yeah, just a pride. Just as yeah. a pride as an athlete. It, it's amazing. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, this is this is a stinky sock that was. Balled up. Oh, we with, haven't done this in a while. With okay. blue cheese dressing. Oh, that's no good. And an onion that was rotten. Well, of course. It was rolled up and soaked in a mayonnaise jar oh. out in the sun. Actual mayonnaise in there? Yes. There is no more vile substance on this earth than yeah. mayonnaise, as far as I'm concerned. Out in the sun for three weeks. Three weeks. So you've yeah. been preparing for this. Mm-hmm. You knew and this And then was this coming. stinky sock was freshly pulled out and shoved in Jay's face. <laughs> well, maybe that'll wake him up, you would think. I hope At so. At least open his eyes while he's out on the field. That's just terrible. Uh, I didn't have any other ones. I'm a little worried about Martavis Bryant's chemistry with Ben. We talked about Amari Cooper last year. That's about all I had in that regard, Rick. Oh, I agree. I mean, you know, that's uh... – you know, game ball and stinky socks. That was my ball, and that was my sock, oh, mister. Right. It doesn't get any better than Jay Cutler. <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I may have been remiss <laughs> in not including him. Yeah, before we get to starts and sits and all that kind of nonsense, you know, a lot of us, uh, you know, we are a full-service fantasy sports show. A lot of hockey leagues have started out there. The NHL's kicked in gear. You know, our pens went down in week one, unfortunately. But, um, you know, a lot of leagues. I'm in two. I didn't do any fantasy hockey this year. Oh, yeah. I always have to have that. But, uh, you know, the first game uh, was, was yesterday as we speak. It was October 4th. Maple Leafs just smoked the Jets 7-2. to two. Penguins lost a tight one, 5-4 in overtime to the Blues. Get a point out of it, though. And the Oilers. They uh, 
three nothing over the Flames and uh, Con- Con- Connor McNavid, David, a little hat trick right to start off the the year, and that's why, folks, fantasy wise, he's ranked number one yeah, that overall. Kid, that kid's right? a real deal. He's going to score a lot more goals than Sidney Crosby. I think it maybe the points race will be close between the two of them where it all comes down. Although there's always a possibility Crosby misses wide swatches of the season. But McDavid, that kid's the real deal, and he's the next star in this league. As it, it's hard to believe, but Sidney Crosby's been in this league for a long time, Rick. We, yeah. We've got to be in the the back end of his career right he's now. He's what twenty eight yeah. this year, and he's been in the league for ten years, eleven years, whatever. Yeah, ten it's years, two thousand seven. Yeah, that's it's right. Ten, eleven years. It's amazing. It's uh, you know, he's not. He's kind of like Kid Rock. He's not Sid the Kid anymore. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> still looks like he's fourteen, and right. he still plays like he's twenty. 21, but yeah, he's, he's getting up there in terms of mileage, if not in, in years necessarily. Mileage is getting up there. Oh, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're just we're just going to hit it lightly this week because it's just getting started and we didn't uh, give you any good previews going into uh, any of your hockey drafts if you happen to do it. If you haven't gotten in any hockey uh, leagues, I encourage you to do so. I mean, you can, if you just want to get into some freebie leagues, Go ahead and do that. You know, get on uh, draft. You know, so, I, I need to do that. Exactly, I, I definitely need to do that. But but get on some of these other sports sites. You know, CBS, whatever they have free leagues you can get in, and it's it's very simple. You draft your team. I mean, do, obviously do some homework and so forth. But the good part about um, the the NHL is you set your lineup and. You basically play through the week. If you get into a head-to-head match, say like you and I are playing, Rick, well, I'll talk to you as, as the listeners listen. But, you know, we'll play – our guys play all week long from like Saturday to Sunday, something like that. Then you set it again for the week. You can actually have up to like three or four moves a week to pull guys in and out that are off and playing again and so forth. It's, it's really interesting, and it's not that complicated, but you still get a little bit of hands-on – paying attention to some of your teams. And that's what I need because trying it's easier to find the holy grail than it is to find an NHL hockey game that isn't in your local market right oh, now. Oh, yeah, no doubt NBC about that. NBC Sports is doing a better job of it, definitely. So I think the only question I care about, Rick, is where we sit. Any chance at all in your mind, these Penguins three-peat, is there any possibility? Is this year even worth watching as a Penguins fan? Oh, I think so. I, I, I think they're – they're an excellent hockey team, and, you know, the chances are, obviously, they're not going to because, I mean, that's just That's what bothers that's me. That's just, just the, the odds. odds. Yeah, I hate that. But it was, what, 10 – what was the last time there was a repeat? Was it the Was it the Blackhawks? Did they manage it? No, I don't think they did. Or did they – were they like every other – See, if Alejandro was here, we'd, we'd be looking look it, it up, up yeah. and, you know. And and he said he wouldn't be here in September, but it's October. Yeah. We still haven't heard from him. And I don't know. I think walking the plank thing kind of scared yeah. him. Yeah, well, and, and it probably should. But he needs to get in here because he needs to get some new duct tape down. He needs to get you untangled and get new duct tape down. I think he carries a roll in his beard, too. I mean, it's <laughs> – Well, he could carry pretty much anything in there. <laughs> That's a good point. But anyway, getting back to to your hockey draft, I mean, obviously Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane. I mean, I think you all got you want to get the guys that score goals, obviously, and assists. I mean, you want to get guys that score total points, but there's also hits, there's penalty minutes, and so forth. So pay attention to stats. That's but- why I like guys like Evgeny Malkin. 
when I'm drafting right. it, when I am drafting in a hockey draft because he's going to put up a ton of points. He's going to put up 80, 90 points before the year's over. But he takes an absurd amount of just stupid penalties when he gets mad. So it, I, I think that's cool where a penalty you would think, you know, logically, realistically, that should be a negative <laughs> for your player, not right. in a game of hockey, but no. we're give, granting you fantasy points for sitting in the box. I like it. And, and do not shy away from defensive players because once you get through – well, what you can say, I guess, elite and, and your top-tier guys, it really drops off quick. I mean, you know, just, you know, Brent Burns last year from the Sharks, 76 points. And you go down to just number 10, you know, Klingenberg, you're down to like 49 points. Oh, it's so, a I mean, rare bird a, these days. There's yeah, I mean, you know. There's not a lot of running around anymore. Exactly, you know. So, you know, grab your Headmans, grab your uh, Carlson's. Yeah, Duncan Keith, get those early. Goalies, again, extremely important. And, um, you know, Matt Murray didn't look all that good last night, giving up, uh, you know, what, 5-4 to the Blues. And uh, A lot of them were deflections. I'm more worried about the Penguins defensively than I am about Matt Murray. There may be two of them you could make. One, you could really make an argument. Two, you could kind of – other word – you know, redirects. They were good screens. It was, it was a weird game. Th- that tends to happen. They raised the banner. The building's going nuts. By the time the actual game starts, everybody, including the players, are emotionally drained. I'm actually surprised they came back and tied that thing. In, in predicting that game, if I were to bet on, it, I don't mess with betting on hockey because <laughs> it get, it gets to be too much. Oh with yeah, the no goal doubt. line and everything. But let's face but it. But I'd have predicted them to lose that game. St. Louis and Pittsburgh are both offensive powerhouses. They had what 34. 33 shots each, 5-4. I mean, right. you're going to see goals scored with these two teams. That'd be an interesting cup final, wouldn't it be? And I think St. Louis is, is poised to do it. <sighs> Boy, I tell you, they've been saying that for the last couple of years. Yeah, they're one of those and, teams. And they're like Washington, right? You know, So maybe this year we'll get the Washington-St. Louis final. I doubt it, but but once again, you know, Washington. Washington's similar to the Penguins this year where they've lost a lot of players, so the upper end – Right, the top two lines are still Stanley Cup worthy, but the third and fourth lines are a little thinner than they've been in the past. Might open this thing up to a few other teams. Yeah, that's true, and um, you know it would be it would yeah will be interesting to see if we get a first time Stanley Cup winner this year or a three peat or another yeah. Chicago win, whatever. As I long mean, as it's not Washington, I'm all right. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I thought you know we talked about. Of course, we had to bet with Johnny Reed Foley with the Nashville. I thought the Nashville Predator was such a it was such a good influence. Oh yeah, for the NHL, getting that new blood in there. Those fans loved it, and and yeah, it was different the way they were getting into it than like a lot of your traditional hockey venues. But I thought it was great. It was pumping some new blood into some interest in the NHL, and with the way. The NBA is just shoved down your throat <laughs> by the networks. I mean, it was good to see. I would love to see an infusion of some hockey because I tell you what, I don't care what anybody says. NHL playoffs, there is oh, no it's... better playoff. There's no better game, period, than NHL playoffs. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, probably the greatest spectacle, say, for the Super Bowl in sports, but in terms of actual action 
passion, things like that. It's the NHL playoffs, and it's not even close. All right, Rick, let's spin this back to football. We've got to get ready for week five. How about some starts and sits, Rick? Who, who are you going to start? Well, you go first because, I, you know me, i got papers, and i got to start oh, shuffling yeah, here. He's going to start digging in his pockets for those crumpled up nap <laughs> cocktail napkins okay, that he does Okay, I got them while you complain. On. I found them. <laughs> okay, quarterback-wise, I, I think if you're in um, – in a league that that's not extremely deep, I, I think you're well versed to go with either Eli or Rivers or playing each other. I think those are good starts. But if you're in a really deep league, Josh McCowan at Cleveland isn't out of I the keep, realm of possibility if you're dealing with an injury or a bye. I keep hearing this. Do you have the guts to do it? Because we talked about in the Caveman League, I got Drew Brees on a bye. For some reason, all of you Jagaloons own three quarterbacks, and I only carry one. Every one of you jerks have three quarterbacks. I have to almost think it was some sort of collusion to keep me from having a quarterback in week five. So I go out to the waiver wire, and it's McCown, and it's Brissett, and and it's Hoyer. I mean, this is the dreck that's left out there. Do you honestly trust McCown? Because you're not the only cat that's saying it. All the big networks, everybody's saying McCown. Would you ever, is there ever a scenario, say, for it being a two-quarterback league and him being the last quarterback, starting quarterback on the planet, is there really a scenario you start McCown? You know, if you're dealing with what you are with, um, what, Brissett? You have McCowan, Brissett, and who's the other? Hoyer. Oh, and Hoyer. And, in, in a, and what makes me laugh, in one I didn't even look at, is Blake Bortles is actually still hanging out there. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I, I might, on a week like this, playing Cleveland, um, yeah, let's face it. Cleveland's not the uh, juggernaut. Oh no, they stink of, of they're, defense. They're I mean, I think horrific. we've already covered that. And I mean, Josh McCown's actually been using his legs. They're on a two-game winning streak. I mean, what a high! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and let's face it. You know, Cleveland defense is twenty-third against the pass. I, you know, if I got Drew Brees on the bench for a week, I could probably do worse. Brian Hoyer probably comes to mind that yeah. would be worse. Jacoby Brissett, I mean, you have the Colts. I'd have to look at the schedule, who the Colts playing. They're, this... they're at home against San Francisco. That's actually who I picked up and plugged in, but I'm waffling. on. I'll probably change that you six times. You can flip times. a coin. I mean, I, I yeah. can see flip where, you, coin, where you, you feel. I'm going to lose this week, I guess, is really the answer, right? And, and that's fine. I can live with that. So, uh, for, for me, Rick, I think it's obvious. I don't know he's probably isn't every week start already, but tonight against the Patriots, Jameis Winston, I think, just goes nuts, well, yeah. right, and everybody around him. The one I really like, I'm going to the well again, Rick, back-to-back. Back. I'm not doing it. In case you didn't believe it, I believe in Devin Funches. I am a Devin Funches truther. I think he is the now the Greg Olson in this offense. I think you'll probably see maybe Kelvin Benjamin, more catches, more more yardage. But I think he's probably a every week low end two wide receiver, high end wide receiver three anyhow. I think Funches fills that role. I think he keeps filling up the stat sheet. He keeps scoring touchdowns, and I'm all over Devin Funches this week. Okay, you, I know how much you were whining and complaining that we don't communicate, right? Right. Okay. To that end, I agree with you because my wide receiver start. Devin Funches. Well, you finally came around to I, my way of thinking, yeah, right. which you're wise to do. I mean, I, I think if you need a wide receiver, he could be your tonic. I mean, look, his, his workload's increasing, especially with 
Olsen being out, and he's actually catching the ball. And Detroit's 21st against the pass. Cam Newton may be coming out of his funk. It just could have been the New England factor, too. That's I, what I you don't wonder. know. That's what – if I'm going to be wrong, that's why. Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out he's still Devin Funches. He's still Cam Newton, and New England is really, really that bad, which is possible. Yeah, that's true. But I, I agree with you, and I, I think I'm going – to go with you on Devin Funches, no doubt about it. You'd be wise to do it. All right, oh, Rick. Yeah, now all of a sudden I'm wise. No, I said Usually you would I'm be stupid. wise. Well, no, you're consistently stupid. <laughs> and you know, that's what I like about you consistency. But, you know, you are wise to finally quit being such a stubborn ass and get behind <laughs> me and follow you follow me to a championship. Follow me to good advice. Oh uh, yeah, right. You're welcome, Rick. No, no, I got no you, doubt buddy. about it. All right, why don't you sit somebody? Okay, Anybody. I'm going to start. I'm going to give you a, if you're if you're looking with all the injuries that we've had, I think Collins against Oakland is is a good start at running back. For oh, Baltimore. you're still starting. All Why right. not? I mean, playing playing Oakland. Look, this Oakland defense is, is not that great, but their offense is floundering. Baltimore needs to get back to the run. They can't pass. We know that. It seems to provide a bit of a spark, right? Exactly. I don't know why they didn't give him the ball more. Okay, but, but a sit. You want me to do a sit? I then? would love for you to do a sit, Rick. Jared Goff against Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a big divisional game. I think Seattle's been there. And truthfully, I know they're playing, you know, away from Seattle, but I still think it's going to be a long day for the Rams. See, what I actually think, Rick, and we'll get to the game picks next, I think the Rams could win this game. I I really do. Seattle has a tendency to get on the road and and lay some eggs. And really, look how bad they were. And look, they they made up for it eightfold in the second half of that game. But they struggled even in the first half at home against a bad Indianapolis team last week. I think L.A. with Todd Gurley and what he's doing with what everybody on that offense is doing could win this game. But I agree, Jared Goff isn't coming out with with the numbers he's been putting up. Even in a winning effort, he's looking at about 180 yards, a touch and a pick, right? I mean, that might be a high-end prediction for Jared Goff this week. Yeah, I'm thinking so. I I just don't – it's just one of those games. Yeah, I, I think it's just a bad matchup. Yeah, I mean the Rams win this game. All of a sudden, they're four and one, and they're what two games ahead of, of Seattle, who would fall to like two and three. I mean that's unheard of. I just don't think Seattle's is. They're just not going to allow that to happen this week. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Rick. For me, I'll jump down to the running back position. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you two here. I'm going to give you a package deal. Jordan Howard and Tarek Cohen against the Vikings. I ain't messing with that the Vikings anymore. They've shut down Lev Bell. They, they've shut down everybody who's come around them. It'll be interesting to see and in being Trubisky's first start. You'd think they'd want to feature a guy like Cohen. He may have some value in a PPR, but I'm not messing with him. And Cohen's a guy I'm starting all over the place, but but not this week. I'm not going anywhere near those two running backs. And at receiver for me, same thing. I'm going to give you the slash once again, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. The Ravens are bad. You'd be tempted to still. But I think, you know, a lot of times we give these sits and the thought is, well, they're not going to perform up to expectations. No, no, I am telling you, even Amari Cooper, you probably drafted him as what your top – one of the top end number Probably. two wide receivers. Probably some folks out there who have him as their number one. I'm legitimately sitting him. I'm concerned about him with a healthy Derek Carr. I, I'm not even. He's not even a thought to me 
with 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 EJ Manuel. I'd actually, sit these guys, sit them down. I agree, and I'm I'm gonna um, throw out a little yellow flag of caution, and that's tonight's game. Doug Martin. Everybody's all excited about yeah. Doug Martin coming back, and and I know they're playing this awful New England defense. But I tell you what, for two reasons. Number one, I think it's unclear how major a role he's going to play in this offense immediately. I mean, would you right. agree with well, that? I certainly. mean, certainly. I think Rogers still gets significant workload, even if he's back healthy and ready to go. Yeah, and you know, Tampa Bay's defense—they're thirty-first against the pass, and they're playing Tom Brady. Yep. Even with that defense, Tampa Bay could fall behind rather quickly, and this thing could turn into a pass fest. That's what and, I'm hoping and, for. Yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm in numerous leagues. I've thrown in. Deshaun Jackson. I've picked up Adam Humphreys. I mean, I'm throwing in Tampa <laughs> Bay guys. Any Buccaneer <laughs> yeah. or anyone who's formerly played for the Buccaneers <laughs> or in Rick Briggs' lineup this yeah, week. Yeah, Keyshawn Johnson. I mean, I'm getting them all in there. It <laughs> would <laughs> be awesome if you started Keyshawn Johnson. Okay, so just a little word of caution with Doug Martin, man. All and right. um, I guess we will uh, – Heading to the mailbag by no, the signs. Pick some games. Oh Rick. my Gotta lord! I forgot games. all about that. Oh my god! You're rushing us here. I came back to earth a little bit last week. Rick. I actually came crashing back to earth as I have my second week in a row. Did I end up? Did I hit 500? Yes, you lost two more games to Mr. Briggs, and you Ooh. are four ahead now. And I told you I am going to catch you, lap you, and crush you before <laughs> this season's over. Yeah, I can't make my train sound today. That's a, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah. People enjoyed the train sound. Perhaps I got a little cocky there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that's just pathetic. It was my performance has been pathetic lately. So what what am I up on you still? I still got four games on you. Right, right? now you are thirty nine and twenty four, and I am thirty five and twenty eight. Yeah, all right, so I still got. I'm still four games clear. I go out. I go four over five hundred this week. Get the train back on the tracks, and woo woo, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. You are fake news. <laughs> That was good timing, Rick. <laughs> You're starting to figure that thing out. Oh, yeah. I like it. See, when I can see it and reach it, yeah, oh, I can actually God. do something. Here we go. New England, Tampa Bay, Mr. Flager, go for it. Well, don't forget, buys this week, Falcons, Broncos, yes. Saints, Redskins, for God's sake, don't forget it. I've seen lineups in leagues I'm in where perhaps they have forgot about it. Patriots, Buccaneers, here's the thing. I think there's every reason in the world to think the Buccaneers can win this game. I've... You're going to lose a lot of money for the last 15 years picking against the Patriots. Offense is going to be bad. It's probably going to be high scoring. Thursday is going to make it a little lower, and it is. I'm going to pick the Patriots by a field goal just because that's just good practice, I think. I have New England by a field goal, too, 31-28. (laughs) That is exactly what I have written on this (laughs) thing. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be a pretty wild affair, quite frankly. I hope so, which means 9-6 because it's Thursday and weird crap happens happens on Thursday. Okay, Arizona, Philadelphia. Okay, Boy, this one's tough. You, you've got – well, no, you know what? It's not tough. The Eagles are at home. Right. Cardinals, more than anyone else, don't travel well. The Cardinals are bad. Carson Palmer is bad. I hear a lot of folks out there saying this should be a good week for Carson Palmer. I ask you, what have you seen 
so far in 2017 that, that you could make that argument, irregardless of the opponent. I think with the Cardinals coming across the country playing an early game, this one isn't even close. I got the Eagles 27-13. Really? I mean, I, I am just totally – not totally, but I, I think it's uh, it's up in the air. I mean, Carson Palmer's thrown for almost 1,300 yards this year. And, Making terrible um, decisions. He looks like a rookie out there. In in a couple of games, he did. Their key is that losing David Johnson, oh, they, yeah. they certainly have not found – their footing in their ground game. I don't know if they're ever going to find it with Chris Johnson or Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington certainly a spark plug in the passing game. It's to me the advantage is Arizona's defense. I know they travel bad, and, and maybe I'm just a, a bandwagoner. I think okay, this week they're going to play okay. I'm going Arizona 27, Ooh. Philadelphia 23. Oh, there, I made up a game. Thank God. Yeah, so you think you've made some Cincinnati Buffalo. All right, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Bengals at home this week. I'll tell you what, I'm buying into the Bills, Rick. I think Cincinnati, they boy, they looked nice last week. They got the benefit of just a train wreck of a Browns team. Bills are finding ways to get it done, even with a lack of weapons. And now you take Jordan Matthews out. I think the Bills' defense is good enough to find a way to win this game by a touchdown. I've got the Bills here, Rick, 24-17. I'm looking at the eighth-ranked overall defense playing the third-ranked overall defense and the 29th overall offense playing the 27th overall-ranked offense. So they're evenly matched, you're saying. (laughs) Pretty much so. Cincinnati's defense is third overall in the league right now, and they opened up a little bit against Cleveland, and – I'm going Cincinnati 17-14 for one reason, one reason only. A.J. Green is a playmaker to wide receiver right. position. Buffalo don't have one of those. So I'm going Cincinnati 17, Buffalo 14. Another game I can make up on you. This is going well. Or lose to me. Yeah, it's not likely. <laughs> yeah, that's why you lost <laughs> two consecutive weeks. Detroit, Carolina. This is a tough one because I don't think we know who Carolina is yet, right? It's just simple as that coming off. They look we know so three bad. things. <laughs> You're right. Cleveland's yeah. awful. New England's defense is awful. And Kansas City looks like a complete team. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I guess we know nothing. That, we don't know. Hard to pick. I'm going to go. This feels like a game the Lions could lose, but I don't think they will. I think this is an exciting one. I think this is high scoring. I think this is fun. I'm going to take the Lions with a last-minute 64-yard field goal, as they like to do, and they win this thing 33-30. I have Detroit winning at the last-minute field goal, 24-21. I, I, I'm with you. I don't, I'm not sure about Carolina. Look, they opened up against New England, but everybody does. Right. Other than that, they've been nothing on offense. Exactly. And that scares me. Detroit has been scoring points. Therefore, at home, I give them a three-point edge. But they'll do their best to lose it because that's what they do. Yeah. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. You know what? I find this one tough to pick because, again, I know we don't know who anybody is, but we have seen Jacksonville. You talk about, you remember the movie Sybil <laughs> with the personality <laughs> yeah. changes? This is who the Jacksonville Jaguars have been every other week. So this should be the week where they come out and just pimp slap somebody, right? 
Steelers, you know, I'm worried about this rift, dude. Ben Roethlisberger out run, flapping his gums and Antonio Brady, and this is becoming all these distractions you're not used to with the Steelers. The big thing is Leonard Fournette is going to run wild, as the Hulkamaniac would tell you. He's going to run wild on the Steelers, as they are a really poor run defense right now. But I just think at home, the Steelers are a different team. They find a way to win games. I don't think it's that pretty. I don't think this is the week that the Steelers' offense becomes what we thought they were going to be in the preseason because I'm not certain where they're ever going to attain that ability until they get Cleveland at home at some point in the season. I'm going to take a Steelers by a field goal here and another ugly one, 23-20. You know, you mentioned Leonard Fournette running all over Pittsburgh. Jacksonville defense, 32nd in the league versus the rush. Almost 166 yards given up to opposing teams. Le'Veon Bell is the best back in the league. Pittsburgh's going to run on Jacksonville. I like Pittsburgh 23, Jacksonville 16. Good pick. So you I, agree, I like it. You agree with me? No, so you you're agree back with on, me. You're back on track. Good you job. You agree with me. Los Angeles Chargers at the New York Giants. Ugh. Blech. <laughs> Can I just give this game a no-confidence vote? Hey, somebody's going to win. I don't want to pay attention to it. I'm going to take the Giants here. I think – Eli Manning's won Super Bowls. Got to have some pride. They're at home. You know, Chargers travel a little better than, than teams like Arizona. But the Chargers, this is a lost season for them. That disaster that's going on in their building and nobody even wants them and your quarterback won't even move to the city. He won't even go to Los Angeles. I think this is just a lost season for them. I think there's more pride in New York. I don't know how. I don't know why. I get the Giants 24-21. I like the Giants at home a little better, too, for everything that you said. It's just a mess in, in the Chargers. I got Giants 35, Chargers 33, I think, Ooh, just because shootout. it could be that kind of a game. I'd hope so. Phil Rivers has been such a disappointment this year. The, the tight ends, everybody, save for maybe Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon, he's been – he had a bad week last week. He's been aight yeah. up to that point. It's just – just a feels like a lost season for the, for that team, and it's understandable. But it's right. just ugh, I don't know. It's bad. And the game that you've been waiting for all week long is the New York Jets at Cleveland. Yeah, this is so stupid to have to pick this game again. This should be in the no confidence pile. I, there is no way in hell the Cleveland Browns are good enough to win this game. But more so, there's no way in hell the New York Jets are good enough to win three games in a row. So I am forced, Rick, I am forced by forces outside of my control to take the Cleveland Browns at home to win this game. Who cares? 21-13. And I don't know how they put up that many points. You know, I took Cleveland against Indianapolis, lost. Right. I took Cleveland and upset against Cincinnati, (laughs) lost. You're done. (laughs) New York Jets 18, <laughs> Cleveland 13. The, the, the logic is infallible, Rick. I can't argue with it whatsoever. I mean, I never thought that I would be taking the Jets, yeah. quite frankly, over anyone. But after the last couple of weeks, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take them over Cleveland. And actually, I think Cleveland's favored in oh, this game. Probably. San Francisco at Indianapolis, my good friend. Talk about another dog of a game, right? I'm going to take the Colts here. I I think – You know, I tell you what, the 1 o'clock games – or horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it gets better, folks. So bear with us. We're getting we're getting into the four o'clock games pretty quickly. I, I pay attention and I get nervous when 
even though the coach hasn't really entertained it much when the media and the fan base starts pushing for a quarterback to get set down, that drumbeat has started with Brian Hoyer. So even though this should be a good matchup for him and one he should put up numbers, I can see him struggling in the first half and getting himself benched as that drumbeat started. Jacoby Brissett's playing just well enough. He is making plays. They are able to move the ball offensively. So I'm going to take the Colts here 16-10, but I really don't care. (laughs) Can I say that? I don't care. I like to see teams, you know, get that first win. You know, San Francisco's got to go to Indianapolis. I'd have no confidence in Indianapolis defense. I think Brian Hoyer moves the ball enough. 24-23, San Francisco. Where, where somebody gonna make make a big move this week? I don't think we've agreed on but three games. So yeah, well, far. I can miss one. You can miss one, and just even out anyway. <laughs> so introducing the logic. I'm just trying to <laughs> Tennessee at Miami. Now here's here's a couple of teams yeah, that are Tennessee? really underwhelming. Yeah, and what this comes down to me is whether or not Marcus Mariota plays. You know, is is the weed man gonna step in really and and lead this team to victory? I'm going to. Uh, yeah, what do I want to do here, Rick? I'm, I'm not going to pick Jay Cutler. How about that? I'm going to take the Titans here. I think they have to have some pride defensively. Right? I mean, you just go in and grind out a win running the ball with, with Murray. I'm going to take the Titans here 28-17. After what I saw out of Jay Cutler, I won't pick him. I won't do it. I'm looking at Tennessee. Whoa. Wonder if that came through on the broadcast. It sounded like uh, we were under attack there, it like, did. like lasers from a Star Trek movie Boy, yeah. or something. That was that was freaky. But might uh, have just been in our headphones too, and nobody knows been. what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> they never do anyway. Well, so true. what's the difference? Yeah. We're just background noise at yeah. this point. <laughs> right while they're reading the paper right. or something. Uh, you know, you you don't have Mariota, so now the offense is really kicked back. Tennessee boasts the 28th-ranked defense against the pass and the 29th overall defense in the league. As much as he doesn't care, I'm still going with Jay Cutler. Miami, 28-20 over Tennessee. I don't have the guts to do it. All right, go ahead. Baltimore at Oakland. I told you, boy, these 4 o'clock games are going to get really good. Yeah, yeah, you, you <laughs> lied about that one. There's <laughs> another one. I don't even care. That should be a, that should be a sound bite right Just there. A, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll isolate that. that that'd be a decent one. I'm going to take the Ravens here. I, I just think that they at least have their starting quarterback. You Not only do you take Derek Carr out, but then your stars on offense, Cooper and Crabtree can't catch the football. Marshawn Lynch can't run the football. I don't know how. I don't know why. I got the Ravens here 13-12. I, I think this is – I hope the power goes out and they just cancel <laughs> this game, quite frankly. Well, I'll take the Ravens 13-12. Baltimore at Oakland. I don't know. Yeah. Don't care is more what we mean. <laughs> that, that's basically what like, it is. It, it's, <laughs> Baltimore's run defense is awful. I think they're going to have to rely on Marshawn Lynch if they're going to win this game. Joe Flacco can't pass. No. You think he's still hurt or is it just over for him? 
I'm not sure it ever was. He had that care. one little. Yeah. Well, that's true. That little burst. Joel, yeah. I mean, they won a Super Bowl, so bully for them. Yeah, but yeah. It's never and been he the got same. a great contract, so yeah. great for him. Never been the same since. Oakland 22, Baltimore 17. Ooh, we agree on nothing not, this week. That's this the way is, I like that's it. That's true. That's the way I like it. Okay, now we're getting into some decent games, also, actually. Full, Seattle game. at Los Angeles Rams, Mr. Fligger. Yeah, th- this one's interesting. I want to believe that the Rams are just that good. And what, what Todd, here's what I will say: Todd Gurley, don't don't get too. The numbers might not be what they've been the last couple of weeks. This offense still runs through Todd Gurley, and he's going to get his. You can run on the Seahawks a little bit. They've got some injuries on that defensive front. I think Todd Gurley keeps them in this game. I just don't believe that Jared Goff is ready to take that next step. I think this comes down to the fourth quarter. This is an exciting divisional game, which we wouldn't have said about this game last year, right, Rick? I'm going to take the Seahawks here 23-16 with the Rams having a chance late in this game. Yeah, you can run on Seattle. You can't throw on Seattle, right? and that's the big thing. Like you said, Todd Gurley's going to get his. I just think Seattle – you know, they're one of the big boys. They're the bully of the West. And they don't like upstarts. And I think maybe the Rams could end up winning this division. But I don't think it's they're taking a two-game lead. I said that earlier. I'm going Seattle 28-20. So right. that's where I'm going. We'd actually agreed on Seattle. Yeah, Green Bay at Dallas. Another pretty good matchup. Yeah. Boy, boy this is tough. Coming – I'm just gonna lay it out this. I, I think you see you got a lot of injuries for Green Bay. You still have injuries along the offensive line. I think even if Ty Montgomery is active, he's he's going to be very very limited. So I don't know. They might, for all I know, you're the running back for for Green Bay this week because they're down to nine guys you have never heard of. Devontae Adams very questionable. There are a lot of injuries there. Dallas lost a game. They should not have lost at home. Yeah, maybe that's who Dallas is because they really haven't blown my skirt up whatsoever. I don't think they're going to lose another one at home, even even to Green Bay with as banged up as Green Bay is. I think this is an entertaining game. I think it goes back and forth a little bit, but I'm going to take the Cowboys at home, 34-31. I hate to agree with you on this one because I, I actually like Green Bay – better but they are really banged up just like you mentioned i agree with you dallas is at home i think they want to make a statement i'm going dallas 26 green bay 21 i don't i don't know if it's going to be a, as many fireworks as you're used to seeing right but um I, i'm going dallas okay kansas city at houston this is probably my favorite game yeah th- this is exciting in houston Kansas City sitting four and zero. As you said, they look—they're the only really complete looking team. They're playing good defense. Kareem Hunt's just running over fools. Alex Smith is—you know—keep calling him a game manager. He dares you, right? He's a—he's se- a second leading yeah. scoring fantasy quarterback. Right. So. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's running running wild. Texans love everything. We talked about Deshaun Watson a lot earlier in the show. I think it's a decent game for him. But I think this is a big boy game here now, right? We're in prime time. You're going against, at least on paper, by the record right now, what is the best team in the NFL. I think the Chiefs keep it rolling. I think Deshaun Watson keeps it close. I think that Houston defense keeps it close. But I'm going to take the Chiefs here to go 5-0, 27-20. 
Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, he has eight touchdowns, no picks. 89 yards rushing and another rushing touch, rushing touchdowns. He has nine total touchdowns. You know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they have 10 touchdowns. He's only one back of them. Um, you know, Russell Wilson having a good year. You know, Drew Brees, so, same. But I tell you what, Alex Smith is playing, you know, if you listen to that conversation, he's playing at the level Brady, Rodgers, Brees. Right. You know, that triumvirate of elite. Mm-hmm. And if he continues to play that, they're going to be very, very hard to beat. Second overall offense in the league against the fifth overall defense in the league. I really like Houston's defense. I like Watson. I think it's an upset. 26-23 Houston, baby. Oh, my. That, that's bold. I'll give you that. It's wrong, but it's bold, so I like that. And, you know, probably – a dud or not really that interesting of a game. But, you know, these eight NFC North games, they always tend to get nasty. In Minnesota-Chicago, I always like that matchup. They tend to be hard-hitting. They tend to be not that high-scoring. And um, I think this is an interesting game, quite frankly. Well, I, you know the real question of this? I don't care. Obviously, the Vikings are going to win this one, and they're going to win it by a lot with, with Mitch Trubisky making his start against what could be – if not the best, one of the top two or three best defenses in the NFL. Who is the knucklehead? Who is the lame brain, the fool, the charlatan, the the putz, the moron, who selects games for Monday night football now? I swear to God, there hasn't been an interesting game on Monday night football in, in 10 years. It is every week. Just just awful, pathetic, gross games. And, and this is one of them, and, and shame on them for doing this. I don't Did know, I say I think Minnesota wins? I don't way. mind defensive games. I mean, we have you – know, Chicago's got the ninth-ranked defense in the league. I don't mind defensive games – where offense would be a possibility were it not for good defenses. I want to see good defense versus good offense, and I have no problem with good defense prevail. I don't want to see Mitch Trubisky against freaking Casey Kasem, for God's sake. This is what I do not want to see. I don't want to see the Bears' defense against Jarek McKinnon and freaking Latavius Murray. This is a horrible well, game. Injuries are part of the game. They, You know, you, you shame the league, but they didn't know these guys were going to be Hurt? I shame ESPN. Whatever. Boo to you, sirs. But, I mean, you know, even with Casey Kasem at the helm, they have the sixth-ranked offense in the league, Minnesota. I mean, that, you know, they're averaging 263 yards passing a game. Okay, but take that. Then in, if they were at their best in Dalvin Cook, they'd beat the Bears by 40. That's still not a good football game. The Bears stink. They're pathetic. <laughs> Off. They have a good defense. <laughs> they have a good defense. I'm going Minnesota 24-14 over Chicago. I got so passionate about that. That was weird. <laughs> All right, Rick. Yeah, you're it, simple. It, it is time. Get to Thursday night football starts soon. We got to get out of here. So it is time to open it up. We've got mail. We've got mail, Rick. Let's answer these questions. And I'm we've going, got a lot of it. I'm going to lose this week because I'm choosing between Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer. Hopefully we can help you win. And Rick's never going to win because anybody who enters his team is immediately injured for the year. <laughs> yeah, for the year. Okay, this is Ryan. I need quarterback help with Matt Ryan. <laughs> no, no pun intended, Ryan. 
Um, Matt Ryan on by Jared Goff, Tyrod Taylor. Oh, boy. I don't like the matchup for either of those guys. I don't either. I'm just I'm not playing Jared Goff against Josh McCown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, against that Seattle secondary, I'm not. It's pretty much anybody over it. I think Taylor could suffer in Cincinnati, but Cincinnati finds a way to throw up games, you know. So maybe Tyrod could. This is Tyrod Taylor, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, by a hair, just because he has a bigger body of work. And I don't think Jared Goff, you know, kind of like the honeymoon's over with Goff. They're three and one, and all of a right. sudden the big boys are coming yeah, to now, town now. Yeah, so practice that, is over. Now we play. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm going with you. I'm going with Tyrod Taylor over a little bit here. Okay, um, we have one from Lawrence. Pick two running backs in PPR. Okay. Terrence West, Latavius Murray. There we come. Yep. Gio Bernard, Frank Gore. Okay, Frank Gore. All right, so I only get two here. I can immediately knock Terrence West off that list. He just has not done anything. I think you get Collins in the mix now. It, let's see, Latavius Murray. He's interesting because he's a volume play. Right. Frank Gore kind of similar. similarly. Gio Bernard's making big plays every week. Now, he's not on the field near as much, and it's becoming less and less as the year goes on. You know what? I'm going to play it safe here, even though this is a PPR. I'm going to play it safe as good as that Buffalo defense has been, and I'm going to give me the two volume plays here, which are going to be Murray and Gore. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly going Gore. I, he's my first choice. I mean, San Francisco is, what, 22nd, 23rd against the run. Um, and that's basically he's the bright spot. And, and Frank Gore, he hasn't slowed down. I mean, he, he's putting up, you know, at least flex numbers. He's good right. enough for you. I, I'm going Gore. Murray, I'm a little scared of. But I, I'm like, yeah, Bernard against Buffalo. You know, you, you I could, wouldn't hate you could convince me to take yeah. Bernard. I'm like you. I think maybe I would go Murray. Um, just by a whisker over Bernard. Like, West isn't even in the conversation. It's been big plays from Bernard, and what I worry about with those guys is you're going to hit that week where it doesn't happen. You know, Latavius Murray, I don't think it's going to go well for him. I think he's going to touch them all, the ball a lot more than Gio Bernard, and that's the only reason I say it. Gio Bernard's a better football player, but just the Unless latest. his ankle goes. Well, <laughs> and then, then it's, yeah, I, it, it's... <sighs> that that's a tough one, yeah. and, and I feel for you there. Yeah, get better running backs, and you don't have to ask these terrible <laughs> yeah, questions. Exactly. Awful. Okay, Eli, and yeah, we talked about this one. Eli or Rivers? Ooh, so they're doing the old stream, and they're playing against each other. Give me Eli. Give Just me the team Eli. I think is going to win the game, and that's why I'm going to make that choice. I'm going Eli as well. Okay, boy, that, boy, I can sympathize with you, pal. Uh, this is um, is this from Rick Briggs? <laughs> no, actually, this this it's is from, from RB from Grove City, PA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, football Rick. Is it? No, <laughs> this is actually from John, and he lost Cook and Carson. Ooh. his my first back is Carlos Hyde. All right, who so would that's you, not so yeah, bad. who would you start as running back two? Jonathan Stewart, Chris Johnson. 
or, you know, we haven't mentioned him much, but he's been starting to pop up a little bit, Foreman. Hmm. <laughs> Not a good situation all around. Chris Johnson's getting the volume, quite frankly. He's not doing anything with it. Foreman's making big plays, but I put him in sort of that Gio Bernard category. Jonathan Stewart's getting a lot more work than I thought he would. McCaffrey's been a let. I'm going to take Jonathan Stewart here. I don't like it, but I'm going to take Jonathan Stewart. You know, I, I think this. Lamar Miller just won't go away. There's just not going to be enough work no, there's for not gonna, No, there's not going to – Lamar Miller's still the guy. Um, Yeah, I think maybe I have to go Jonathan Stewart. I mean, I don't like it. You know, Chris Johnson. Now, you'd kill to have Jonathan Stewart on your caveman team right now. Well, he'd break a leg in 10 minutes anyway. <laughs> well, that's so true. You could really resolve this for this guy. Go out to the waiver wire, pick up these three jokers, and eliminate <laughs> yeah. eliminate two of them, and then this guy's got it made. Exactly. I, I guess Stewart, um, I'm just not trusting Foreman yet. And probably Johnson would be second, believe it or not, just yeah. just out of sheer volume. Problem is, in passing situations, Johnson's off the field. In goal line situations, Johnson's off the field. So the best, even if he has a good game, he's going to get 18 carries for 40 yards. You know what I mean? And, if, just and no if he breaks one, there. they catch him now. Right, so, yeah, they catch him from behind, exactly. Yeah, so, and there's just not a lot of upside with Chris Johnson, where at least Stewart, he's kept pass-catching ability. And they can use him around the goal line. I mean, he can actually stick his nose down. So, yeah, I go Stewart on this one. Okay, pick two wide receivers in PPR. All right. Get my little pen out here. All right. Amari Cooper. Nope. Robbie Anderson. Ooh. Zay Jones. <laughs> Alan Hearns. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> Our listeners are terrible teams. Who was the last one? Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns. All right, so scratch everything I said about 15 minutes ago on this just pile of mediocrity. This is the bookends, Amari Cooper and Alan Hearns. Boy, I'll tell you what, everything the – way, the way Hearns has done nothing, Jacksonville passing game's done nothing, I, I'm going Robbie Anderson and Amari Cooper. Robbie Anderson. Ooh. Yes, indeed. Josh McCowan's got a pretty good matchup this week. Robbie Anderson's actually becoming a little bit part of that offense. I don't look for anything huge numbers, but I don't know. I mean, he's got 12 catches, 200 yards for the year. Nothing to speak of. Alan Hearns, I, boy, I tell you what, they're just something. You got an opportunity to score anyhow. All right, I, I don't want to confuse this poor jet lad, so I'll go Hearns too. Yeah, but as you know, you if you really like Robbie Anderson, go ahead and start Zay Jones. I I just don't. I thought in a PPR he would just be a target hawk, and they're not even looking at him. And when they do, he's not catching it, you know, right. which is a bit of a problem, right? For a Amari wide receiver, Cooper. I would think. Yeah, ask Amari Cooper about that. So yeah, just a real disappointment. Now I'm going to have to see a big turnaround before I consider him. Okay. This this question and I don't I feel for this poor guy. Okay, you know Breeze is his guy. Okay. He's on a bye. I, I could feel for that. So at the beginning of the season, yeah, you know, you pick up some rum dum and get on your bench for one game, you'll be okay. Okay. Well, he has Joe Flacco. Okay. Would you dump him for McCowan or Trubinsky? 
Um, <laughs> does it matter? I guess is the question. Is well, it, it worth probably it? does to this poor guy. Well, yeah, you're right. Um, I'd probably put McCown. I'd rank him ahead of Flacco this week. So, yeah, I might dump him for Flacco. I'm, I'm, I'm Trubisky. Prime time, first NFL game against Minnesota. You know, obviously you don't want to do that. Uh, you know what? No, I, I'm taking that back. No, uh, no, it's that that uh, Oakland defense hasn't been very good. They're coming off two bad losses. A really good coach is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. If if at any point he is ever going to put it together, it'll be this week. I'm gonna go with Joe Flacco. I, I'm tired. You you had you talked about him. Everybody's talking about him. Josh McCown is, is a disaster. He's a nightmare. No, I'll keep Joe Flacco and just plug him in. But quit wasting your roster spot on him. After this week, just dump him and, and pick up the, the the punter in in I don't know Orlando. I don't care. Yeah, the Akron Zips punter. Anybody. Look. If you're you're in a, a real, I'm grumpy today. Well, you're always grumpy, but that's all right. You know, I have to assume. Okay, they're they're writing in. I mean, they're they're passionate about that. They need a win. Okay. Well, drafting <sighs> roster and Joe Flacco isn't the way to do. Well, he it. has Drew Brees. Right. Well, so why I mean, are you wasting the roster spot? Just pick one of these losers up at the. Well, that's what he's asking about. What two? What loser do you want? Flacco, Trubinsky, or McCown? Well, if you're going to play the loser, just I say play McCown. The loser that's on I, your I'm roster. going McCown. Joe Flacco has a quarterback rating of 65. He's got four touchdowns, six picks. He's got 600 yards through four games, which is 150 yards a game. McCown. He can at least give you a couple hundred yards. Give me McCown. You're forgetting one very important thing about Josh McCown. And you know what that is, Rick? What is that? He's Josh McCown. That's something I think you're you're forgetting here, and and you need to keep it in mind. We just I just got a text with a question. Oh. You want to take that? Okay. Jaquiz Rogers, Doug Martin. Rogers. If this thing turns into a shootout, it's going to be more Rodgers than Martin anyhow. You're trying to work Martin in. I'm playing Rodgers here. This is the week we all dreaded, everybody, and I did it in some leagues, you know, where you roster them both. And it, you know, Rodgers actually has been underwhelming, but I think with what this game's going to be, it'll fit Rodgers' style better. There, there's a chance for goal line looks for, for the muscle hamster, I think, but I think this is Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, every, like you said, everybody's waiting for him to come back, and now he's back, and it's like, okay, what do I do? Yeah, not uh, this week. Show me. Yeah, I, I'm with Show you. Show me. That's where I am. Okay, last one. Oh, no, we have a couple more. I'm oh, sorry. All right. Oh, wait a minute. We have more than that here. Blow it up, baby. Oh, we're, oh hold on. I got to go back. Uh, we're going to blow it up, huh? <laughs> Trade question. All right. PPR. Okay, dokie. I was offered C.J. Anderson and Devin Funches for Isaiah Crowell and Doug Baldwin. Any opportunity you have to get Crowell off your roster, the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah, I think you're downgrading a wide receiver. I mean, I I don't know who your other receivers are. Um, you know, you're losing Doug Baldwin. I, 
yeah, he's going to have better numbers than Funches is for the year. But C.J. Anderson, I'll tell you what, he's putting up some nice numbers with Denver, and Crowell is just putting up stinker after stinker. Yeah. So, so really, I guess when you look at this, this comes down, are you going to trade C.J. Anderson for Doug Baldwin? If your number two running back is Isaiah Crowell, you are going to do that, right? And th- that's where the necessity – I don't need to know the rest of his roster. He drafted Isaiah Crowell as his number two running back, and then he doesn't have anything better behind Crowell. So you've got to get that second running back in there. I'd make this deal in a PPR. Funches will put up enough, until at least until Greg Olson comes back, to keep your head above water and he'll make up the difference between cj anderson and isaiah crowell easily yeah you know and when you have a non-contact broken bone in your foot as greg olson does we may not see him again we may not i mean it's very possible so um yeah i mean i'm with you i I think uh get crow out crow out of there and and cj anderson is certainly an upgrade andy dalton carson palmer Oh, brother. Well, you know how I feel about Palmer this week, but I, I'm not really thrilled with Andy Dalton, at even at home, going up against Buffalo. <sighs> I hate to say it. Give me the vet here. I'll play Carson Palmer this week. Oh, this you meet both. I mean, just you're going against a Buffalo defense or you're going against Philadelphia defense. I know Cardinals don't travel well, but I just think the opportunity is, is there for Palmer. I think it's a higher ceiling. Anyway, yeah. All right. PPR. I was – oh, blow it oh, up. We're I'm gonna sorry. Blow it up. I was offered Carlos Hyde and Adam Thielen for Leonard Fournette and Alan Hearns. Should I? You know what? I don't see a major drop-off to go from Fournette to Hyde. Fournette, in the end, he's putting up numbers, but he's putting up volume numbers. He hasn't come in and just taken over the league. It's been kind of a struggle to get where he is. Look, he's putting up great numbers. I like it. Hyde's not that much of a downgrade. And the upgrades you're getting for between from Hearns to Thielen is a lot bigger. Now, everything we talked about at the top with this Dalvin Cook injury and what I'm worried about what it does to the Minnesota offense in general, Thielen's the kind of guy that can maybe overcome that. At least This was a PPR, right, Rick? Yeah. So uh-huh. I, he's gonna, still going to get a lot of opportunities. He might become the running game for Minnesota as the best-case scenario, right? We know what Alan Hearns is. We know who he is. I think, I think I'd make this deal. Look, Alan Hearns, you know, look, he's a double-digit touchdown guy from a couple years ago, but that's not what Jacksonville does anymore. They are anymore. No. So, and look, you have the opportunity right now. You're rolling around with two Jaguars on your roster. If you can wash your hands of that situation and walk away with Carlos Hyde and Adam Thielen, I think I'd take that. Just this Sybil split personality nature of this Jaguars team. I wouldn't hate getting away from them. I think I would, too. I think that's a good deal. And – um, you know, Fournette and Hyde, I think maybe Fournette is a little bit better, but as much better Thielen is over Hearns, right. I think you way more make up for that. Exactly. Okay, last one, my ooh, friend. Ooh, and right. quite frankly, just another terrible one. It's not hard. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, in fact, I don't even know what this guy's thinking about, but it, PPR. Okay. Duke Johnson or Marshawn Lynch? Well, I, I do know what he's thinking about, Rick. You know, Duke Johnson's been making some big plays. I think 
you you said it earlier. This whole thing's going to run through Marshawn Lynch this week, and he's not playing. A, you know, he's playing a bad rush defense in Baltimore. I, this is Marshawn Lynch. Even I love the opportunity to get to get Duke Johnson in my lineup where I could, but not at the expense of Marshawn Lynch this week. I I don't do it. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch has a good matchup. You know, like Rick said, this week. I I don't know if he's an everyday play, but you know, given the matchup that he has, I think I go with I go with him. And depending who you have, like in your flex spot or whatever, I would love to get Duke Johnson in there in a PPR league, which yours is. Uh, boy, you got to find a way to squeeze him in there somehow. If not, I, you know, if if you can't get Duke Johnson in there, there's no reason you should be keeping him on the bench. Trade him. Somebody will certainly want him, and you could get something to help your team out. But this week, anyway, in in the question, I would go Marshawn Lynch. And that about wraps it up, buddy. Um, we have gone through the mailbag. Keep the questions coming. We we'll answer them through game time Sunday morning at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. I am Rick Flieger. This is Rick Briggs. This is the Asylum on fakepigskin.com. Well, you took everything, so until next time, we'll see you. Take care. How did you like that one, huh? I didn't care. That's, that's my thing. Yeah, I know. Three out of wax. This is Alejandro. Well, because i got to run over to the freaking control room, and then you just seize control. You get the open and the close. I think we're going to have to put an ultimatum to Alejandro. They're going put, to put whatever ultimatum you want. He's never he's coming go, back. He's going to have to do his competitive dance routines down here. Can he do it here during the show? I mean, we're pretty self-sufficient. You know, get it started, finish it off. Roll some duck. That's all we need. So upset. Oh, yeah. We're out of here.